I'm Bob Poteet, parish associate here at Preston Hollow Church, and I'm leading, giving the devotion for Good Friday based upon the 14th chapter of Gospel according to Mark, the 43rd through the 50th verses. The devotional is entitled, The Fulfillment of Scripture, The Betrayal by Judas. Hear God's Word. Immediately, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, and with him there was a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priest, the scribes, and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man, arrest him, and lead him away under guard. So when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. But one of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me, as though I were a bandit? Day after day I was with you in the temple, teaching, and you did not arrest me, but let the scriptures be fulfilled. All of them deserted him, and fled. In these few verses from the 14th chapter of Mark, we read of the fulfillment of Scripture that Mark has previously incorporated into his gospel, that the Son of Man must suffer, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed. In the two verses preceding our text, we read, The hour has come, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. See, my betrayer is at hand. Mark's gospel is believed to be the earliest of the four gospel accounts written around 70 AD, and the latter three gospel narratives add detail to Mark's skeletal story. Our text comes from that part of the gospel account which portrays the passion and death of Jesus in chapters 14 and 15. Judas, one of the twelve disciples, has agreed to betray Jesus. Jesus had supped with his disciples in the upper room, declaring, One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. And following supper had gone out to Gethsemane and prayed, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Jesus found his disciples asleep, not once, but three times while in the garden to pray. And as Jesus was speaking to them, Judas appeared with a violent armed posse, crying out, Rabbi, which literally means my great one, a term which, according to Professor Douglas Hare, and I quote, writes, could be used of any religious teacher. Judas kisses Jesus per his prearranged signal to arrest Jesus, and Jesus is arrested. He is taken away to face trial and crucifixion. An unnamed onlooker got caught up in the moment in the violent arrest and cut off the ear of the slave of the high priest, presumably Caiaphas, and the disciples deserted him and fled. We know the rest of the story. 
Jesus is tried before the Sanhedrin. Peter denies Jesus three times. Jesus is taken before Pilate and is crucified, buried, and was raised on the third day. On this Good Friday, how does this text speak to us? Our focus first must be on Judas, one of the disciples. He sold out for monetary gain. He betrayed his Lord. He denied his allegiance to his Lord and Master. And according to the narrative, it was planned, not impulsive. He strategized and agreed to betray his allegiance for money. And we need to note the reactionary response of the onlooker in the crowd, who got so caught up in the demonstration of violence and the arrest of Jesus by the gang that he cut off the ear of the high priest's slave. We do not know who this person was. In John's gospel, the deed is attributed to Peter. Raymond Brown, in his book, The Death of the Messiah, concludes that the swordsman must have belonged to a group other than the disciples or the arresting party. In Mark's account of the incident, we note that the onlooker is caught up in the unrest and the violence. Femi Perkins in the New Interpreter's Bible writes, the episode is the kind of random violence that breaks out among an armed, angry crowd. We do not know, but we can appreciate how one reacts in the face of violence. On this Good Friday, toward the end of Holy Week, we too identify with Judas. He, like we, had professed his faith and allegiance to Jesus as Lord and Master, yet he betrayed Jesus. When push came to shove, he chose the attraction of financial gain. He sold out. He responded and reacted to the pressure. You and I may not betray our Lord so blatantly, but we do deny our Lord. In our worship services, we include in our liturgy our corporate prayer of confession. We deny look the other way, we compromise and rationalize and are comforted in the reassurance of God's amazing, undeserved grace. We declare we are saved by grace through faith. Thanks be to God. We often say or thank, there but for the grace of God go I. Recall those words which we sing in our worship each Good Friday. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, 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 because we realize we are convicted of betrayal, of denial and avoidance. We were there, we are there. And consider the words from the hymn, O sacred head now wounded, what thou, my Lord, hast suffered, was all for sinner's gain. Mine, mine was the transgression, but thine the deadly pain. Lo, here I fall, my Savior, tis I deserve thy place. Look on me with thy favor and grant to me thy grace. Lord, let me never, never outlive my love to thee. What do you think most motivated Judas? 
to betray Jesus. What do you think was running through the mind of Jesus as he saw Judas approaching? Is there in your mind a distinction between betrayal and denial? Can you identify or recall instances where you got caught up in the passion of the moment and responded overly aggressively or violently? 